Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh my God, they're only doing sex in the city again. This truly is the worst idea of all time. Hello everybody and welcome to this, the final installment of and just like that's coverage by the worst idea of all time my name is tim bat i am guy montgomery and to round out what has been a roller coaster season of emotional and you know storytelling competence uh we have star of instagram becky lucas hiya Hi. becky why are you saying that? Why are you saying star just a of fun little thing I've started saying? Nah, it's fucked since up, we man. got on this call, and you tried it before we started recording as well. And I, Becky expressed that she didn't like I didn't, that title. I didn't try it but you, I just because you know, it. you know, you know the implications it carries. Like we all know that Instagram's on the decline. Oh yeah. no, no! Like, I think your star, your yeah. star is shining and will continue to shine so bright, Becky. We don't have washed up husbands on this podcast. Now the whole platform. <laughs> It's, an- you- it's anchored by two washed-up husbands. Have you we seen have- Meta's oh, share price on, this week, true. mate? I've not. Becky's <laughs> career's in the toilet. The whole infrastructure <laughs> that's set up around her is crumbling into the ground. Exactly. Well, It's just like, anyway, but I wouldn't expect a tiny mind like yours to I- have a background of knowledge around the tech world and the comings and goings <laughs> and social influence. Get his ass, Becky. I'm just glad you strung together a whole sentence. I feel like you've arrived in the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we, Tim and I have just watched the, the 10th episode of, and just like that. And I am a, a swirl of emotions. Becky, I understand that you saw this maybe as it was released more immediately afterwards. Have you been following the season along closely? Not our season, but I, the TV show. The TV show. Yeah. Because I mean, I find it interesting with you guys that you never watched the original. Hmm. <laughs> And I find that really upsetting because <laughs> it is a really good show. Like yeah. it was, it, it it is. It's a great. I'm not and, saying and, it's not a good times, show. It's authentic, and they speak to each other like friends, and it's really nice. And like I, I will go on the record. It like it's a one of my favorite shows. Does it still hold up? This do you think? show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I rewatched it recently. Like my boyfriend, like so it's great. It's a great show. Hey, look, I don't doubt that Truly. it's fantastic. It's just not part of the Sex in the City yeah. universe. No, I know, I know, I know. So, but and that's what. So I have been watching and just like this, and I think it's and just like that. No, I, I like your one. <laughs> and just like this. 
I'm a religious watcher of that's kind of a great way to describe it. You're like, yeah, I'm obsessed with this show, but I don't know the name of it and I hate it. But I also want them to make 14 more seasons. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I do think it's like as a cultural, you know, it does feel, I don't think it meant to be, but I think it's such high art because in the way culture feels at the moment, like there was this good thing and it's like, I feel like everything we experience now is just shitty photo photocopies of what was good. Mm. You, and it's like, do you not like class this, this season as part of that though, of being like a shitty facsimile of what was a groundbreaking. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Experience? Right. That's what I'm saying. But like, so it's like, it's the worst show, but it's also like, it, it's got to be an artifact to explain to future generations, like the decline of our culture, like the decline of. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's so bad and I can't, and I I listened to a couple of episodes you guys did and I feel so angry that you don't hate Che Diaz more. Like why? Across the season, Shay has been uh, driving me specifically more and more wild to the point in this, like their behavior, I almost admire the show for leaning into making Shay as insufferable as possible in this episode. they're daring us. They're like, you better like this character because they're non-binary. And it's like, why don't you fucking do the work and make them <laughs> likable? Why, ma- why are you giving the worst attributes to these people and then telling us we've got to just love them? It's insane and it makes us feel crazy and bigoted. <laughs> well, I was, I've, been, I've been forecasting like um, doom for Miranda and, and Shay's relationship. I thought Miranda was coming in too hot, too much, too fast. And Shay has been on the record as saying they want something non-traditional. And then I, 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 in all the ways that things were forecast, I never in a million years mm. could have guessed that Shay would be given a part, like one of the biggest sticking points for this episode <laughs> and season that really just shows that this is a fabrication on reality. Mm. Is that Shay has been given a pilot, dude? Three seasons of Real Rob exist, starring, written two, by okay. and directed true. by Rob Schneider. Two seasons, Tim. God, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm just hoping. That's how, <laughs> that's how I'm going to announce my pilot. I'm going to get all of you guys in a room, <laughs> and I'm going <gonna, laughs> to do cabaret. Should we? I think um, for those who haven't watched the show, which I have no idea how many people that is who are listening along to us, but it must be a few. Um, Becky, do you can you remember what happens in this episode? Do you want to like take us through roughly? Do I want to sort of kick it off? Yeah, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, so um, I believe we begin. Do we start with Carrie mm-hmm. going on a date? Mm. Easy. No podcast is big oh, now. Yeah, podcast she's podcasting. What, what is unannounced is the yeah. final episode of X, Y, and Me. <gasps> okay, but wait, we, we can't go there yet. <laughs> We're going in. In sequence, but I know what you want to talk about. I know all the things that have piqued guys' interest. <laughs> I just know. But I'm going to, first of all, the first thing when they're doing the podcast and Shay makes that hilarious joke, they they are all talking about how they get have their worst breakups and Shay says, broken up over FaceTime. <laughs> she seems so nice. She should have. They should call it Two Face Time, and everyone's <laughs> laughing, and it's like such a crack up. And it, that is that is what we, will get you a pilot. Those kinds <laughs> of jokes. There, yeah, there's a yeah. There, and then hold Carrie, on. And, you go ahead, Becky. Continue. What? I was silencing Carrie, guy. Oh, okay, good. We should be silencing guy. <laughs> yeah. That's something they would say on the X 
what is it? Y, Z, and me? X, or? Y, and me. X, Y, and me. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And then, like, I thought Carrie was going to allude to something from what happened in – because she's got so many dating stories. And, and famously in the series, there was a whole episode about her getting broken up with on a post-it note. Like, it's a very iconic episode. So when they were talking about it, I thought, like, oh, cool, Carrie's going to say, like, well, I got broken up with by on a post-it note. But she doesn't. She just says her husband died again. again. Yeah. But again. that's that's great because it's a, finally a chance for people to say, congratulations, Carrie, you win. Guys, Which is all she's wanted the entire season is people to say, you win this conversation. Guys, guys had this the long – I mean, I sort of buy into it. The long-running kind of um, conceit of this podcast that – you know, the series, as he mentioned, is not canon to what we do. But it's yes. as if it's treated like they don't have the rights to reference the intellectual property of the original show. Maybe they don't. It's so Maybe we- they don't. Well, but then we've got the last thing that happens in this episode, which obviously we'll get to in sequence, True. but suggests that they do have the... And I mean, <laughs> if, we, if they do, they definitely do. This is Sex in the mm. City. It's just like they've given it a different name. But it's so weird how they totally. have to dance around all of this shit and never reference stuff that happened in the television show. It's very odd. Absolutely. And I'm like, who's writing this show? Because like, are you fans of have, Sex in the City? Like, it doesn't the show? Feel... Yeah, I don't think they've seen it. And I mean, again, that just goes to prove like you know i feel like kids now like they learn about you know they'll hear about neil young because of a joe rogan controversy but like that's how they experience it's like the universe is experiencing itself (laughs) in a weird way but nothing is it doesn't have the original nugget of what it was like cultures it's it's memes all the way it's also worth saying that uh becky you're old and tim you're old as shit as well and i'm old Mm. and Mm -hmm. um no one cares that we like Neil Young in the original Sixth and City. It's not. Oh, I mean, I don't even like. I was just that was the first example. Yeah, I actually I'm don't not, like Neil. I'm Young. not pro Neil Young, by the way. Yeah, yeah, um, you're a big Rogan. You're a massive Rogan guy. I am. I like him. <laughs> um, I do. I know. He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it just feels so like. Just give any of us an afternoon with this script, and we would have made it feel. Better or... No, but this is the thing. Is this this like weird sort of? I don't know if it's a mm. matte finish or the weird polish they put it. Like this is the this is the junk food that people want to consume. This is what we crave to put oh. in our bodies, and this is why the feeling that the series gives of like mm. it's like this this weird duality of not wanting to look at it but being unable to look away. Like, and I, st- I had totally. so many feelings inside of me. You even said you were disappointed this was the last episode of the season because we don't get to see the treatment of Shay's pilot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they, they Well, no, I've got a theory. I think they're going to try and make it as a, a separate show, no. like a TV show. No. I think they will. No. I really do. No. no. Who's, no who's make, no is way. this Showtime? Who's making this? HBO Max. Right. I think they're going to try and like make yeah. Shay no. a thing. That's can't that's that can't be happening. That, honestly, that would be so much fun. <laughs> Could you not imagine? It how... feels very twenty twenty two to be to be like creating oh. this character and just ignoring the fact that it's obvious everyone hates them. Like online, totally. the the Shay discourse that I've been seeing on Twitter is some of the the most vitriolic <laughs> <laughs> conversation against the single character ever. Do you, I mean, can, I think yeah. it would be it would be peak twenty twenty two for a corporation that makes media to go. No, 
It's the children who are wrong and just steam yeah. ahead and make but, the Shay well, show. Well, can we talk – something we haven't discussed a lot across the season is Sarah Ramirez's performance as Shay Diaz, mm-hmm. which I think they do a fantastic job. I mean, I despise the character, and I don't know that that's <laughs> yeah. entirely deliberate, but it is a very – the character stirs up feelings in response. The character is genuinely – like yeah i know it's almost like it's a it's a um it's an exercise in practicing love (laughs) you know it's almost (laughs) it's a buddhist kind of exercise to 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 give love even when it's not easy yeah so okay to love so we start on the podcast um carrie lays down she wins uno by slapping down my husband died is the worst breakup ever and everyone says you win carrie and there's a there's a satisfaction Mm. in that because this entire season has been carrie walking around trying to get someone to acknowledge that she wins because she has a dead husband so that's gratifying to me she's so checked out yeah well there's a very fuzzy look in her eye this was another issue with the not this We'd better open that door. Sorry, Becky. Just the um, we're podcasting in like a hundred percent humidity. It's about twenty eight degrees, oh. and we're in a room that has no ventilation. So it's incredible. <laughs> oh my god! Just you should take context. your shirts off. We, we might. Have, yeah, we very well may. I, I, I thought you'd like that. My rippling um, <laughs> arm hairs. But the the, the thing of it is, like, there was a period in the season, I can't remember what episode exactly, where it felt like we'd finally graduated from, like, we are finally in the present day experiencing the characters' lives and the story of the actual season, mm-hmm. where we were no longer grieving big with every other opportunity, and we were no longer texting Samantha, and then... To finish, to finish the season, to dig all of that back up. So I you feel like we're jumping ahead. Fine, I will sequence yeah, out what happened in the episode. Guy, what are you doing? I'm having here? a free-forming <gasps> conversation with my friends about a program we all just watched. Becky, I didn't realize that there were fucking guardrails on this podcast. As you so aptly Whoa. mentioned, Carrie goes on a date with 2018's uh, Teacher of the Year for New York State, Pete. Totally. Now, he is a mocha drinker. Big time. <laughs> And what do you think of mocha drinkers? (laughs) (laughs) You know, they just like the little simple pleasures. (laughs) His eyes are just so wet. (laughs) Like he's, he's, he's so fucking like, oh, it's. It's pathetic. Do you know what, Becky? In all <laughs> earnestness, I said mm. when he said, um, so they went on their date and then they were on Carrie's stoop and he said, I want to kiss you now. Would that be okay? And I've yeah. seen that moment in so many films and in television. <gasps> and I was like, I that's one of the better approaches I've seen for that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is the audio only product, but Becky looked like she was tracking down vomit when I announced it. <laughs> you don't think yeah, that was smooth hard. or cool? I guess, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, that's, I, I don't like that. I think, you know. And again, it feels like this nod to like consent. Like it's like these people have a checklist of all the things that like, they've seen on Twitter, and it's like, don't ask if you can kiss. Like, pick up on the like. It's cra- It's gross. It's actually harder to say no. Like, it's better to just read a vibe yeah. than ask and make the other person say no. That's me. That would affect me more. Mattress Pike King, I feel <laughs> like, has overcorrected a lot because there's been, you know, yeah. various think pieces that are revisiting a show that was made in the 90s and in the movies, which... And vitally recontextualizing insane. it today. It, exactly. And, right. uh, and I think he's freaked out. Or, well... This is the thing. Has he freaked out or it's kind of what you were saying before about Shay. Is, it, is he lashing out through the material? 
to be like, is this, is this what you yeah. fucking well, want? Even, well, there's the thing. Even well, that's in, how it feels. Even in this episode, Carrie spurns that kiss and, you know, for reasons that might be grieving, but then also when she's talking to Seema, who's getting her, who is either getting her or fucking the brains out of a guy called Zed in the hotel room for three days while they chain smoke Dunhills. Legend. Why are we not in the hotel room for some longer? I, I just want to see people fucking smoke but like it's a night. When Carrie's on the phone to see me, <laughs> yeah. she's saying he asked, and I understand that's conceptually nice, but it was not the vibe. Like, yeah. even in the episode, in the world of the show, these things that Mattress Pikelet's trying to introduce to address society now are being, you know, yeah. spurned on feel. Totally. But that's how it, I mean, and I, I do feel like. The vibe I get, you know, like the best thing about friendship is like, you know, you're with a good friend when it's like, you can say anything and you're not, you're not careful about it. You're not trying to, like, you don't feel like you're being watched. Like there's such an openness there and that this show feels like every time characters are together, they're talking like somebody is about going to, tweet to cancel them. The conversation. Th- do you know what? Yeah, like totally. the, there is... There's an yeah. outstanding distillation of, I think, what makes this a sort of like a, a very thinly drawn sketch of probably what made the original series, which I don't know about and don't talk about, like so vital and feel so alive is because the way you're talking yeah. about it, it's like you're watching real friendship and you're watching people talk to each other. Maybe maybe this totally. is how boomers feel now in the world. It's like there has literally been global protests against the 1%. We are baying for blood at this point. Everyone is just yeah. marred in student loans and, you know, terrible job prospects and low wages that we are coming for the elites. And <laughs> the elites are like, um, we've got black friends and some of them are non-binary and, and, and we're trying oh, totally. to do better with recognizing that. And it's like, fuck you guys, we're banging down the door. They feel scared. I like know. the whole the whole show, all the characters, yeah. That's what you said. They yeah, they, 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 totally. They're, it's almost like, yeah, we're, I don't know. It does, what, I was just thinking it before, like, they're trying, they think that, like, good art or something is, like, teaching us morals or, like, what it's like to be a good person in this day and age. And it's like, that's never been good art. Like, good art is, like, tr- truth and honesty and making people feel in a world of, like, you know, shitty, you know, at least having something to look at and, and connect with. And it's like, you've taken that away. Yes. they abs- just made us feel crazy. They have, right? <laughs> because, like, what I understand of the, the TV show is that they're also deeply flawed with their different flavours of neuroses and, um, you know, character yeah. flaws. And in this show, it's like everyone is on this epic journey to be perfect and there's so little kind of warts and all being shown by the characters, which is always going to be the least interesting story you could. Like it's, it's basic storytelling. It's like the first thing they teach you. If you do Mm. any kind of storytelling, screenwriting, whatever, is just like an engaging character is one that is heavily flawed. That's who we want to see. But yeah, it's interesting that this, again, I I can't help but think that, you know, there's this confused, this confused, self-sanitized product that they've created, which isn't quite like Mm. it's got a feet in two camps and where it's trying to be in the middle is like shoots right between its legs. It's not nailing anything, but something about missing twice (laughs) is what makes it so compelling. Like it is just Uh, so Moorish. I'm That's like, what I'm saying. It's like, it, yeah, it is. It's art because you couldn't sit down and write it. It's <laughs> fucking but psycho. Some, some people must have. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I don't know. You know, it reminds me, oh, my God. Oh, um, you know, when you're on YouTube and there's those countdowns and they're like, top 10 worst dictators in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, like, <laughs> they're like, Mussolini, 
this Italian guy had a little too much pasta. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I think it's honestly like AI writing it. It felt like, that's how this feels. like AI aggregating all this. If we think about the actual creative process, a lot of like, Mattress Pikelet has had his fingers all through this season. Like this is his kind of creative vision alongside Sarah Jessica Parker. And then a lot of the other writers are young, like, you know, much more Gen Z sort of uh, new blood people. And you can see the point at which they're meeting in the middle. And, the you know, like a compromise is neither party being exactly happy. Yeah. But there's like there's a much wider berth on this compromise where it's like. Totally. It's uh, I can, but I reckon that maybe the because Gen Z are more based than people like millennials are kind of woke and corny and Gen Z are actually way more based. Yeah. So I reckon that it's a psyop. It's got to be. Sorry yeah. if you've already like discussed. No, no, this, we but, haven't. No, but I love but this as a psyop. This show definitely totally is like a it's a it's a psyop to make to, to be like. It's pretending to be woke. It's in and it's enraging. It's like a dog whistle. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you reckon? Like even at the end, and I'm sorry, I'm doing what guy does when at the bar mitzvah, where like Rock is just like, yeah, nah, yeah, I don't want to. Like, so a lot of this episode centers around Rock, Charlotte's child, rejecting all labels, and they're supposed to be like doing their. is it, is it called bat like a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah? Bat mitzvah. Depending on the yeah. gender of the person yeah, going through it. Right. They're like, I don't, hey, I don't know. I only know the Catholic system a tiny bit. So whatever. They're like Jewish confirmation process. Um, yeah. And they kind of get to the to the end of it. And Runkle is uh, sort of on the sidelines hoping that Rock is going to learn the the bits from the Torah that Rock is going to do mm. at the ceremony. But Rock's just like playing video games the entire time. Even Anthony oh. steps in. I don't think he's very Jewish, but he's, he's, you know, taking the reins. And it was honestly a massive failing on Charlotte and Runkle's behalf. That's on, that's entirely on them. This is their 13 year old child heading up for their bar mitzvah. Yeah. Like, it's up to you to prepare the child for this. And they're like, like, oh, we don't know what happened. Rock won't learn the lines of the Torah that they need to do at the thing. It's so, but that's why I feel like it's like these, yeah, writers being like, See, look, it's just privileged people who don't want to do any, like, you know, they don't want to fit into anything because they can, because they're so privileged. Yeah. You know, like, to me, that's what it feels like. But, Rock, you know. Rock goes on a tirade where they say, um, I don't want to be labeled anything. I don't want to be a boy. I don't want to be a girl. I don't want to be Jewish yeah. or Muslim or a New Yorker. <gasps> you know, which <laughs> that was, that was a big, ultimate disrespect that was a nice for this show. That was a big laugh line for us watching along. It was interesting when Rock did reject the very notion of speaking at this event that Charlotte had painstakingly organized. And this is a classic mm. oversight and dynamic in, in Charlotte's sort of friendship and her, her role as a parent, which is like, it's I all think... detail. It's all about the way it's perceived. And there's not a lot of accounting for how the people inside of the experience are actually going to engage with it. But I was mm-hmm. frustrated. And I, I hear what you're saying about it's the parent's responsibility to prepare the child. Yeah. I was frustrated on behalf of them that Rock did not bring any of these issues to the surface until think, the very day of the event. And I, this is the baiting yeah. nature of the show, which is Here's like, what I think has happened that the cameras didn't capture. Rock's got into video you mean games. the writers didn't bother to put into the fucking show. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that because there's a couple. I've got some notes The cameraman's like, I don't have any fucking thing to do with this. <laughs> Rock. I just point and shoot, mate. <laughs> Via the video games that Rock's into, they've gotten really into Twitch and they've started mainlining like Hassan Piker and uh, gotten into like Chomsky. And that's why they're rejecting yes. all of these society norms and labels and stuff, which I'm oh. here for. 
a matter of time until they start poisoning your parents. Go ahead. I want you guys to have this debate. I just, it's like, I mean, good on you. Like, this is what this these kids. It's like, have some honor. Just do the thing. Like, you have to be pushed into things sometimes because it's like that's life. Like duty. And and doing shit you don't always want to do is like the foundation of life, <laughs> you know. Nice, Becky. And I'm sorry. And I'm like that. Is, life is struggle. Like as Ramdas says, death is like taking off a tight shoe at the end of the day. You know, being alive is difficult. So fucking buck up, Rock. Are you serious? Like <laughs> someone, you're so rich. Give like there's all these kid. kids. Fourteen, like there's like fourteen year old kids in China studying and working on the farm. And they have nothing. <laughs> and Rock is just so spoiled. I was furious. And then out of nowhere, Charlotte, like having expressed no desire for apartments for herself or not even any kind of theme throughout the series where she's like questioning like what it is to be a woman and what that means and maybe this could have been some nice None of it. All of a sudden, she's just doing it. Yeah, that, supposed yeah. to be like, ah, the payoff. That was it. That was what? such a funny turn. So Rock refuses to um, take part. to go through it. So Charlotte's like, I paid for all this. I organized all of this. It is now yeah. my bat mitzvah, which is oh. I I was into it. And do you know what else? Holy shit! Yeah. Candy looks so good on camera. Oh, the candy yes. bar? I was blown away by how good it looked. It was like a modern-day Willy Wonka. There was just candy everywhere. And I was like, this is the best-looking scene in the whole series. I know. It's like rock. It's like, yeah, you, you, you don't mind being identified as a friggin' candy lover, do you? <laughs> like, <laughs> get your hands out of the goddamn lolly jar and <laughs> was, I, I, I would have been that, well, I would have been furious. I, I appreciate that we've all now gone non-linear and we're just talking about things as they occur. <laughs> and in, in that spirit, I'd like to add this. Maybe we should go back. Okay. Is this like, guy tries is to it, do it. I'm like, maybe we should go <laughs> Becky, do you think you're representing like a, um, a version of stoicism? To the sh- to to your approach to parenting, rock. Yeah, I mean, like, of course, you would want to them to feel good and to f- have feel, you know, like I'm not a monster, but it's just that when you're like, a child, which rock is at mm, thirteen, you do yeah. have to do some things that you don't want to do, and you do yeah. have to kind of trust, or your your parents sort of do have to forced you into some stuff because you don't have the wider picture of what it means to be part of a a group, you know, in this case, Judaism. Totally. And I do think like we live in such a culture of like, oh, I feel anxious. I can't answer my text messages Mm. and like, oh, I just need to look after myself. And it's like, have some decorum. That lack of resilience thing, eh? Yeah. yeah. With with respect to to that happening at the event, like I feel like Charlotte, it was a a feature of the season of storyline. Charlotte and Runkle did go out of, like did go in their own way. They went to some extended effort to accommodate Rock's decision to be non-binary. Rabbi Jen, the the trans rabbi. You would have to be such an entitled child to not see the lengths to which your parents are going. Yeah, and and, try and meet them midway somewhere. Literally, you know, amongst meeting the three rabbis and not saying anything because you haven't learned any of the Torah to not come out of your room. And the fucking Willy Wonka version of a bar mitzvah, yeah. And she wasn't even, like, kind of, like, I feel like you'd be a little bit bewitched by, like, Hari Neff, who played the trans um, Rabbi Jen was fantastic. She was great, and it's like, would would Rock not look at her and be like, 
Like there could have been sweet little moments there where, Great you know, Jen was able to bolster her and, um, you know, teach her something that is really beautiful in, like there, there are so many beautiful um, passages in, in the Torah and like in Jewish culture, like they're so moving. There would have and been so, be you're so right. Would have been so, they walked yeah. right up to that opportunity of having this like progressive modern version of what it means to be a New York Jew. Yeah. That could have kind of ushered rock through the process of, you know, identifying yeah. that they're um, gender non-binary or they're not quite what they think. And they're sort of having that journey, but still affirming their Jewishness and like Rabbi Jen, what a perfect character to act oh, as totally. a mentor through that. Rabbi- and, but they were like, nah, fuck all. And also, <laughs> we have some laughs in a bathroom like, scene. Yeah. And then- they just, just made her not be able to operate the hand dryer. Like, but also sprinkled like Stardust <laughs> is so much comedic energy and like X through mm-hmm. every scene when they came out of the room with rock at, uh, Charlotte and Runkle's place, and we're like, this is the situation. And then again, when they came to the cubicle in the middle of Char- uh, Charlotte and Carrie's, not Charlotte, yes. Miranda and Carrie's, very frustrating, <clears throat> or like very, you know, challenging conversation where they weren't quite seeing each other, mm. was yeah. honestly the most captivating part of the entire season finale. Someone who's introduced and thrown away like a disposable yeah, yeah. piece of candy. Oh, so hold, once again, just to kind of put the context on, so we've got uh, Carrie and Miranda having an oh, argument yeah. in the bathroom. Do you want to talk about this? Becky? Maybe. Tell people what it maybe, is. Maybe we should go back. Oh, yeah. I actually agree. In, in this instance, I agree. Okay. <laughs> What's even more insane than jumping around is going in backwards order, okay. which is what we're now Where do you think we, should, we need to – what do we need to tell people? Um, so we, I think we were just at the date, and then oh, yeah. um, we, we haven't actually gotten to the, to the ghost <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot they were the fucking ghost. Yeah. So Big haunts this episode literally through a lamp mm. that keeps turning off and on because yeah. presumably Carrie's going on dates with other men, or at least that's what Carrie Yeah, does. it's kind of funny, and I, um, I'm actually having a ghost experience current, like right in this minute, but I feel like it's such a long story that we should probably just keep soldiering. No, no, no. I feel I like this we is want a podcast to hear the ghost and you've story. just teased a ghost story. <laughs> you absolutely need to tell us what's happening. Well, um, so like a week and a half ago, I was, I was in bed, but I wasn't asleep. Like the lights were on. I was like on my phone and I could feel my hair being tugged. And I was, I didn't really think anything of it. And I was like checking to see if it was the cat or like a bug or whatever. But it was like nothing there. Didn't think about it. it. Kept kind of happening, and I was like, mm, "It's weird." And then the next night, I it my hair was being tugged, and then there was breathing in my ear, and it was like next to a wall. My boyfriend wasn't home, it, and even then, I just kind of like brushed it. Like, didn't really think about it. The next night, the breathing, the t- hair tugging, and then undeniably, I felt something grab my wrist. And I know it sounds so crazy. It's like, I get it. it. You know, like one minute I'm saying this, next minute I'm like on hoarders being like, don't take my bag of cat shit. Or fucking <laughs> like, murdered. It. Maybe it's important you put this on a podcast so we know what happened to you. I know. And then, so then I go, I come out into the lounge room because I had just forgotten to talk to, about it with my boyfriend. And my boyfriend's like quite practical and very, very stoic himself. And I told him, expecting him to be like, whatever. But then his eyes like start opening and he's like, oh God, he said, um, I ha- it's been happening to me too, but I didn't want to say anything um, like in case, you know, whatever. Oh, 
in case you got bullied by you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally. No, I think he's just wanted it to go away. Oh my god. If I was dating you, so, I would not mention that I thought I was being haunted <laughs> by a ghost. <laughs> That's so funny. But like so anyway, like I've been like kind of so that happened like last week and anyway, I was talking about it. Uh, on, on me and Cam's podcast and then someone messaged me saying that a lot of the time um, people think they're having ghost experiences but it's a gas leak oh, in their true. home, which it makes sense uh, because, you know, it, it often happens in older homes. But also I was thinking about it and I was like, why do I not – I don't like the motif of hauntedness, like – it's quite tacky usually, you know, it's like haunted houses at the Easter show and it's like it's always kind of like hillbillies being like there was a go-. like it doesn't have a trust and a trustworthy kind of feeling. And then I realized like it, it might actually be a class issue because if if there's poor people living in houses where there's more gas leaks experiencing ghost phenomenons and they're the people most vocal about it. That's why people poo-poo it so much. So if you don't insight. believe me, if you're listening to me and you don't believe me, you're actually classist. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything should be viewed through a, a, a class lens, including Absolutely. ghost sightings, because guess what? Yeah. It is a class issue. It is. Do you think you've got a guess lead? so fucked up. <laughs> well, um, I, I don't know. I, I actually did smell a little bit of gas a while ago. When I was down in the garage, you should part, get but, look at the very yeah. least, Becky. Get a mm-hmm. uh, you can get like a CO two uh, meter thing. Buy one, yeah. Put it in yeah. your house because if you are being poisoned, you should yeah. know. And if you're not, <laughs> I'm going to come around and we we're going to catch this ghost. Also, it sounds like I you know, need to um you need to check your butt. <laughs> Why? Because you got a gas leak. <laughs> you got to check your butt. I just oh, watched. Oh, X- I just been listening to X Y and Me. I'm trying to get. More qui- more quippy, <laughs> right, right, right. Well, just quickly, when it, when I asked my boyfriend, I was like, "What's what's it been doing to you?" He said, "Oh, it's been tugging my hair, and the same. I've been hearing breathing." He's like, "But it's also been grabbing my ass." <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably just some slut from Bondi who's having passing <laughs> over. <laughs> I'm actually furious. I'm like, "Who is this bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man, that's intense. Uh, but so, I to, 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 so, I mean, not to you know dismiss your own supernatural you experience. You have been out of super hand, dismissive so but far. Let's circle back to Carrie's being haunted by the spirit of Big, as she believes. Totally. That she takes, and then Miranda is yeah. so. <laughs> you sorry, you go. No, no, I'd rather talk about Miranda because Miranda was infuriating in this episode. It's crazy. Like she's totally lost her mind. Carrie's she's husband. She's been gaslit. And- to be fair. <laughs> Yeah. She's just, she is by Shay. I mean, so there is a scene where Shay is like, come with me. We're going to a bar. Or so, Oh, no. She's like, you're going to meet my family. And Miranda's telling the other yeah. girls, like, I'm going to meet their family. This is a big step for us. It's exciting. We're moving forward. And then Shay <laughs> goes to a bar, sits Miranda in between, like, her grandma and her auntie or some shit. Yeah. No context. On, she totally fits in. Gets yeah. on stage with a band. And Miranda, quite rightly, I had sympathy for her in the scene. She's like, hey, uh, anyone know what the fuck is going on here? And Shay gets yeah. up and starts singing um, Beach Boys, right? California, California girls. girls, yeah. And uh, and then 
not even that good a singer. I don't know why you would stage yeah. that kind of a performance if you I didn't liked have the, the lines before before Shay sang. I liked that they said, um, <gasps> "I'm not going to subject you to my stand up." I thought that's a nice little knowing <laughs> reference to how your dog should at stand up, Shay. Yeah, but you also know she doesn't believe it. It's a it's no. A, they think they're very. You know, she's good. heard yeah, someone yeah. else say it, and it's like you you don't have the capacity to be self deprecating. Yeah. <laughs> And then Shay announces, I got a pilot, I'm going to Los Angeles. And then Miranda's like, what? And then they talk about it and and Shay's like, Miranda, I want you to come with me. And Miranda's like, what? And Well, Miranda's like, what? This is all fucking crazy. This is news to me. And then Shay says, yeah, and you're going to. You're coming. Which does feel, I understand what you're saying. It does feel sort of like, maybe that is what Shay wanted all along. But also, it's an insane way to present the information. Miranda sucks, but Shay is also gaslighting her. Both things can be true at once. Well, we've never, I've never seen Shay and Miranda have any kind of moment that I feel is interesting. Finger or... blasted in a kitchen? You kidding me? Yeah, I guess. I guess, I guess there's been a but couple that was, times. That was also intriguing because of its forbidden nature. That was, that you know, that mm. lightning in a bottle can occur, well, I guess until Miranda left Steve, you know. And then it's, yeah. Yeah, this is the problem with cheating on people, eh? It's like. Mm. I, th- I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have experience no. in this area. But Speak freely. <laughs> it, it feels like a thing with yeah, Don't the- try and make it sound like it's an objective. <laughs> well, it does. It feels like the excitement of it is around the forbidden nature of it. And then, well, once that's done, then what have you got? You're just at the beginning you know? of an unstable relationship. Exactly. I just, I with just- someone who you've proven cheats on their partner. Yes. You know? I don't want to be like a once a cheater, always a cheater person, but you know, you've at least got some evidence that they're they're not always. I so like I just worry so much for Miranda inside of this relationship with Shay when things do go badly. The pilot doesn't get picked up. It is not funny or successful. All we've seen (laughs) is Shay kicking goals this entire season. It's like my awful podcast is a massive hit. My terrible stand up comedy is a huge success on Netflix. I'm getting a pilot. And every, you know, so so oh, by that um, definition, it's going to be a hit. Like, well, yeah, we've never yeah. seen Shay fail. It is also funny that I mean, Shay—they're so arrogant and they're so self-centered. But we're all supposed to be like so happy that like move over straight white men. It's like why for this new breed <laughs> of the worst type of person? Like, why is this better than the? It, it can't just be. I'm going to be honest. We hate the behavior, not the the visual representation. Shay annoys me, but I do not share in the internet Guy Montgomery and Becky Lucas's <laughs> true disdain for this character. Like, I don't feel myself invested enough in them to to have this depth right. of um, hatred. Do you know part of okay. it is, I think, also, I speak for myself here, it's uh, American exceptionalism and self-congratulate. It's the ability to celebrate one's own successes. Oh, that, so it's that, mediocrity. It's it, not that is part of. I as. think what is bothering me is that mm. it's a big cultural clash. You're right because New Zealanders and and Australians, I would say, like Antipodeans, we are pretty yeah. like bashful, self-effacing, not at all self-aggrandizing. And Americans kind of have to be in the entertainment industry. <laughs> They're like. The yeah. biggest self-congratulatory it's self-promoters the, yeah. out. Every episode, they 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 gather people around them yeah. to like 
yeah. to do something, whether it's at a rally or yes. to do cabaret or to announce the end of the podcast. There's always a gathering element. Jay I'm, is literally psycho. surrounded constantly yeah. with yes people. I just, just I, this, boosting. Yeah. boosting also, boosting. I have this. I haven't. I didn't mention it on the episode, but I have this distinct vision of. Do you remember when Miranda went round to Shay's to do a, a surprise drop and visit with Shay's favorite cookies, and Shay said, "I was writing." I can just visualize Shay hearing the door knock and grabbing a notepad and like flicking oh, it yeah. and putting it on a desk, <laughs> and like putting a pen and just like oh. frantically creating the scene of someone who's doing something and then opening the door yeah. and being like, oh, you just caught me. Oh, I'm in the middle of the creative <laughs> yeah. process here. Yeah. I get, oh, the, my God. The, the, well, and why, why did we never see Shay with their comedy friends? Because – who would hang out with Shay? Bobby Lee, America's <laughs> sweetheart, who is on the show. Purely professional. Bobby Lee got married in this, well, his character got married in this episode, um, which I genuinely yeah. was delighted to see because I feel like Bobby Lee floats above the fray of this terrible show. He just exists I in his too. own ratified ear. Of, he's just a good guy. He does seem like a good guy, and I, um, you know, I think it's a shame that he kind of has to be involved in this. Are you kidding me? He'll be getting paid so much money to be on these episodes. I'm happy for him. The and it introduces him to an audience that I think would would never otherwise have the, like met Bobby Lee. The main the True. um Kristen Davis, Sierra Jessica Parker, and Cynthia Nixon are all getting, I believe, just as performance fees, a million dollars per episode here. Oh really? Yeah. Where'd you see that? Why have you been I, doing I, reading? You're not I supposed was, to do reading. Was, after we after. watched that episode, <laughs> I was on the IMDB trivia page. Becky, what? would you like to um discuss Samantha Jones' appearance or not in this episode because I don't think we've brushed on that yet. Oh, when when did, oh she told Samantha. Okay, Samantha Jones comes up in text when she talks to her after the date. Yeah. yeah. And sorry, I did miss the scene, which did bug me, of where she goes to drop the light off at the electrician. It's like one third of the oh. scene and I don't know why it's there. Yeah. She's like, my lamp's turning off and on. It's, it's, Is that normal? And the guy's like, no, that's not normal. And then we cut to another scene. That's it's, it. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing in this shop? It's to explain away people like us watching it at home. And if they don't have that scene, we go, why don't you take the fucking lamp to the shop, Carrie? There are like, such bigger <laughs> potholes than the lamp. Yeah. The lamp has I a know. story reason to exist, which is the ghost. And as we just heard from Becky's Enthralling Tales, ghost stories rule. I was truly <gasps> captured do. by it. So just leave it there. Don't take it to an electrician. I know. And then it's so funny when C- Carrie tells Miranda about the ghost and or, or like expresses any kind of spirituality where Miranda just shuts her down immediately yeah. like some kind of Richard Dawkins I love Miranda. Miranda's been watching a lot. Like- Shay got Miranda into stand-up. Miranda's been watching yeah. a lot of early Ricky Gervais specials. She's yeah. been like, she's got a printout laminate poster of Ricky Gervais with that. It's more, microphone is the cross and atheist written across his chest in blood. And it's even more fucked up than like Miranda not believing in ghosts. It's because Carrie starts talking about Big being in heaven now. And Miranda yeah. says, You don't believe in heaven, do yeah. you? I thought we cleared it's- this conversation up. <laughs> She, she literally, I wrote it down. She says to, to Carrie, recently widowed Carrie Bradshaw, I thought we were on the same page about this. <laughs> Talking about their beliefs on the It's the most heinous thing to say to someone that I've ever seen and, like, no one reacts to it. It's fucking You know, and, and, like, 
they it's like these women like she's she's in at the university studying she's been through like Steve's mum passed away and she was very religious like surely the church was very helpful to them in that time of you know like as if she hasn't had any kind of like contact with religion that has Mm. been helpful and would know you know like it's like who are these it's really sad i think like a 4chan poster in this series now for some reason just like religion you fucking dummy you rube you think big sitting on a cloud somewhere it's like this as you say this is a university educated lawyer who's been living in new york city for her entire 60 years of life what the fuck is this i think miranda's just short-circuiting because uh because she's experiencing like pure love or you know this she's Lust. so blinded by her desire to be with Shay and also the breaking from the conventions that have defined her life that she's literally like she's out of her mind yeah mm. you know like when she keeps bringing up all this insane new information to her closest and oldest friends like, you know, after she's made the decision in a day before she leaves, roughly, mm. and her friends go, wow, this is a lot of information to process. She's like, what the fuck? Why can't you be happy for me? <laughs> yeah. I'm in I'm love. Go- I'm going understand. to Los Angeles. <laughs> I'm quitting my university. No, no one's trying not to be happy for you, Miranda. Yeah. I'm it's throwing just my you- scholarship in the garbage, <laughs> and I need you to get on board instantly. Yeah, you've completely gone off the fucking... <sighs> And Becky, yeah. as as I screamed at the television, you know, when all this was transpiring, while Miranda was absolutely spiraling, attaching herself to Shay's pilot, which they got greenlit which in is- Los Angeles, not as the boys can tell you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Not all pilots come off. Not yeah. all of them get a series order, even in America. Exactly. To be 
to be sort of crowing and skiting off about a pilot in this day and age is is humiliating. Which is, <laughs> is, is that's another part of the American exceptionalism I don't like. You do not care that all of your loved ones to say you got a pilot. That is <gasps> insanity. Miranda has such a steady line of work that she's very passionate about and loves, and all of this is being sacrificed for a comedian and podcaster to move to Los Angeles to make a pilot. That is so concerning. Yeah, yeah. it is. And at no point do you does does it cut away to Miranda's face even contemplating that? Yeah, like it started with her being so sure that this is what she wanted, and then there's no kind of acknowledgement that the character is in any way torn, and we're all supposed to just be like, she's following love, and Rock is not doing the thing, and everyone's just doing what they want, and it's like if that isn't the most neoliberal shit, like fucking <laughs> capitalist, like. It's crazy. Yeah. Like everyone's just doing exactly what they want without any kind I, of care for their family. Exactly. Or- <laughs> I need to pursue to the nth degree my individual um, yeah, desire. That is and- my momentary <laughs> yeah. desire. The thing that I want yeah. in this moment. That's why candy is such a big part of this episode. It's a metaphor. Ooh. These people are all pursuing candy. They don't recognize Absolutely. that you've got to eat your greens. You've got to chase your vegetables. You do. Yes. You, yeah, you need carbs, you need fats, and you need protein. That's right. Look at the food pyramid. Candy <laughs> what is in the smallest bit of the triangle. Steve is a massive <laughs> kielbasa. Steve is. Oh yeah, what was it? I, I mean, I don't know. Steve wasn't in this episode at all, but I like to yeah. imagine he was just swanning around the streets of New York, <laughs> fucking anyone who would have him. I like totally. to think that he's. That's not what he wants. This is the beauty of Steve. I I, I imagine he's um, reconnected with a couple of high school mates who he hasn't seen in like twelve years because it got a bit hard. Sounds like Steve's gone alt right. I th- no, he's just watching sports. <laughs> he's at a bar, sinking beers, just watching the game. That's his. That's pretty well, you know what? He gave up the hottest chick called Debbie in the original series. She was so cool. She was like from the Bronx, had fake nails, nice tits, so cute. And he broke up with her for Miranda. Huh. Who begrudgingly like, took him. Yeah, and then fucked him around. It's like I just hope he's reconnected with Debbie because he deserves it. <laughs> Good on you, Becky. I just, you know, that poor, that poor man. Oh, I can't remember what I was going to say. I was really excited about it, though. It was something really insightful and, and cutting. Well, I just want to bring up the Samantha Jones angle. So yes. Samantha Jones, unfortunately, is dragged back into this final episode, mm-hmm. this end, uh, um, what do you call them, bookend to the series. Yeah. It's just... Season. It's a season I, finale. They I've are se- posturing for I've, a second run. I've said this so many times, but I find it incredibly disrespectful to Kim Cattrall who created this character. No one else could have created the cultural Mm. phenomenon of Samantha Jones through the series. Like she's the only tolerable bit of the two films really as a character. And then they drag her back into these fucking SMS back and forwards with Carrie. And Carrie's going to meet up with her because Carrie goes to Paris to scatter Biggs ashes. And uh, yeah. she, she says to Samantha on a text message, she's like, do you want to get a cocktail? And she says, tomorrow. And I'm like, "Tomorrow, fuck you guys, man. Fuck the writers exactly. and the producers and as, of this. And as if Samantha would, like, <clears throat> to, to stop a lifelong friendship because your friend doesn't want you to be their publicist anymore and yeah. it pisses you off so much that you don't contact them when their husband dies. Yes. Like, Samantha was doing Carrie a favour. Samantha's standing as a publicist was so much higher than Carrie's as an author. 
who drove the face of the cliff, didn't write anything, and then kept complaining her books turned out dog shit because she did them the night before they were due. And Samantha has the decency to be like, I'm going to keep representing you because we're friends, and also I'm going to block you from the bad press that I know you don't have the like the ego to handle. And then yes. it's just insanity. And then to keep... And why is... You go ahead, so, Becky. No, sorry, no Becky, and it's just reiterating what Tim's saying. To keep dragging her back into this world mm. and like to very clearly, essentially... Try and bait Kim Cattrall into appearing in a second season if it if it is to happen by being like, Samantha not only still exists, she's meeting with Carrie again. Ooh, I wonder what will happen in between this and the next season. Also, oh. they finally told us how long the season, oh, yeah. the time span this took place of, over. <laughs> like, there was just no sense oh. of time at all. And then Richard Biggs Brothers, like, for everyone at home, it's been a year. About a year. It's been about a year since this yes. started. Yes. What did you think about um, him offering her the the burial? The bur- I I enjoyed the How complexity. I the crypt, the family crypt. I enjoyed the complexity the of that for Carrie because I could see the appeal. If she was still an early morning, I could see the appeal of wanting to spend eternity with Big. But then, as someone who was yeah. still young to be experiencing, uh, you know, the next wave of romance or love, I could see the challenge yes. in making a decision that you feel beholden to that might restrict your ability to live your life to the full. In the present Absolutely. day, it was actually quite a delightfully sort of two-sided issue that was introduced. In that the, they spent no time. Exactly. They do it a few times in this <laughs> show. Where they introduce things that genuinely yeah. have two interesting sides to discuss and they just gloss over them. Yeah, it's so funny. There's these moments of like brilliance trying to peek. Well, not brilliance, but like, I don't know. I didn't listen to your episode from last week. but We did it anyway. There was a line, there was a line that Miranda said and, I, and when she said it, her whole face came alive. And I was like, that's something Miranda would have said in the TV show. Mm. When she said something, she said something like, um, it ha- I immediately repressed it. It was some kind of funny throwaway comment, but like you could tell the cast was being quite fun and playful because the writing was a bit better. Mm. Becky, can I, I'm putting you on the spot here <laughs> a little bit, but we now have seen mm-hmm. the entire series. So this is the answer to the question, what would happen if we made another season of Sex in the City in 2021 slash two? If you could wipe this clean, but you got mm. the budget and the actors, yeah, what would you like to have seen this series being? Well, I think that you know you don't have to go. Sorry, you're probably gonna want. Do you want me to be funny? No, no, we Becky. We, I'm like, we want, I want you, you to be, be yourself, Becky Lucas, <laughs> which is serious, which and is annoying. not funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want the piece of shit we hang out with in between podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> God, I mean, I'm going to be earnest because, to be honest, I haven't really had the chance to speak about this with anyone properly. I've had a, f- a couple of text conversations with a friend, but you know, no one else in my life is watching it in the same way that I am. But, like, why can't they just write a show that was going to be for women that age? Like, my mom and stepmom and stuff really loved this show. They're, they're the same age as these women. And it's, it's like, the, you know, grief and, like, all these things that come with ageing and your, like, your place as a woman. Like, there's so – all they had to do to make this good was speak honestly – as women that age like how is that how did they not get any can't you get like get there's amazing female authors who have insights on motherhood and and menopause and all these why not get some of them to come in and consult 
on this stuff and out of that would have grown great natural comedy and dialogue and I don't understand how they fucked it so badly. I really can't. It's It makes me feel insane. Do you think it's because in this current <laughs> world of streaming platforms basically soaking up all of the money and like quote-unquote mm. television – that their 18 to 35 market is so incredibly important now because that's who advertisers want to hit, that even shows about women in their late 50s need to be directed at a 28-year-old woman. Yeah, I mean, possibly. that's It it does have the vibe of a show that was written based on data. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, it was like we have to mention this topic. It is, and and all that that sort of means with, with the flaws that are in the algorithm. Yeah. You know, it's like letting an algorithm crash the stock market. It's like the algorithms absorbed <laughs> all of the information online about sex in the city and they're like, right, who does everyone hate? <laughs> Samantha, don't have her in the season. It's like, no, you fucking, yeah. you missed it, yeah, you, you dumb AI. <laughs> everyone loves Samantha. Yeah. AIs can't, so can't experience love yet or write compelling dialogue for women over 50. And that's just yes. something that we've got our best scientists working on. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we've got to we've got to get better, guys. I lo- I also want to mention one, and you've probably already mentioned it, but I love that like Miranda has finds this new friend as like the professor, and we're all supposed to care about her fertility journey. Where where like, but like Miranda has stopped hanging out with her, but we're still hanging out with her. I'm like we we met her because of Miranda, and she doesn't eat, but we're there. I don't know this woman. It seems like we can only care about it as much as you let us, and you are like telling us about it while keeping us at arm's reach, and then to be to be sprung on a hang with her when Miranda's not there. It's so it's like going to Coachella and someone's brought their cousin, and then they're like, "I'm I'm going to go to the bar," and it takes them three hours. You're just stuck with this fucking random person. Oh my god, that's so yeah, absolutely. It's just it's so funny. We do every exactly every episode we do. favorite character least favorite character and becky you can it's totally up to you because i know that you have watched the show with the earnestness of a fan of the original television show so you can do like a season-wide version of this or just episode specific for the the 10th part it's up to you um my favorite (laughs) my favorite character i mean Oh, like I like Harry because Harry has never really changed. Mm. Runkle's Runkle. You know, he's, yeah, he's, wait, why is he called Runkle now? It's a long, because <laughs> Guy, uh, no, it's not that complicated. Okay. It's just because Guy um, watched Entourage. <laughs> no, no, I, oh, only, wait, I only knew him from, oh, Cal- no, I only knew him from Californication. And so when oh, we first okay. came across him in the movies, I was like, wow, Runkle's here. <laughs> Of course, okay, he has a long-standing okay. career as an actor that predates yeah, my experience. Main, of mainly in known as Harry Goldenblatt. I would Sex call in him Runkle. Yeah, you were confusing me when you did that. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, Bucky. <laughs> yeah, you actually confused me. So, yeah, I, I yeah I like him because he's always just been kind of a good guy. Puts up with Charlotte's shit and probably the most attuned to. Like, you know, even when they went to that dinner party and Charlotte's like, you've got to read that, you know, like he's got a sense of humour and a knowing kind of grin about all of it. I like that. So probably, yeah, probably him. Um, 
Excited for your least favorite. Fun. Seema's. I know. You, you oh, keep going. my least favorite. No, 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 I want to hear about Seema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about Seema first. Well, I just think Seema has potential. Like, I, I imagine that she smells like a mix of like really expensive perfume and cigarettes, yeah. which is such an alluring smell to me. <laughs> um, is that how you would like to smell? <laughs> Chanel Number no. Five and Dunhill Blues, the most intoxicating yeah, like that's, fragrance. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, uh, it's not how I'd like to smell, but. It's it's something I, I like to smell on other women. <laughs> Thank you. This is a hot tip for people and, pursuing Becky Lucas IRL. Yeah. <laughs> the, the ghost that haunts Becky is listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I think my least favorite, I mean, don't make me say it. No, you have to. It's part of the podcast. Rhymes with? Um, it rhymes with, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What rhymes with Diaz? Do you know, I think at the end of 10 episodes, <laughs> not just this episode, but the entire experience, you're well within your rights for Shay to be your least favorite character in the show. Yes. And I mean, maybe that's where they're heading with it. I think, but they haven't really given Miranda any, like, how can they be heading into another season? Is it all just going to keep going swimmingly mm. where they follow? No, it's not interesting like, if it keeps going well. They're literally banking on... Kim Cattrall seeing this and getting involved yeah. in another season of it, that is that is as crazy in real life as Miranda is being oh. in the show. It's fucked in the head. Yeah. And if she does come back, like, what, they're just going to hurl all the other, like, POC characters? It would be. Imagine, they're like, never mind, Samantha's back. <laughs> Fuck off. Imagine the baggage <laughs> between those actors of – you know, Sarah Jessica Parker and Cynthia Nixon and uh, Kristen Davis well, against. Because I read an article recently totally. that apparently it's always been like that. That Kim Cattrall, they, they like shot on location, mm. maybe it was for one of the movies, and Kim Cattrall stayed in a different like accommodation to the rest of them. They were all in one house and oh. Kim Cattrall stayed somewhere else. Like they've always frozen. It's her not out. good. It's not. Isn't it sad? You know, I hate. I hate knowing that. No, I'm happy. I'm so happy now though that she like she made she saw the check that was available to her for mm. the show. And I don't know. It doesn't appear to me that Kim Cattrall is making a huge amount of money on screen, and she still had the sure. Um, uh, what's it integrity. called? Like, so, yeah, exact integrity, self respect <laughs> to go. No, I'm not going to put myself mm. through that again. Fuck that. Totally. I mean, she would still be a millionaire many times over. Like, it's very easy to be, have integrity when you're based. She's got options. It's true. Yeah. But you're right. The others have that as well, and they still went for it. It is interesting. And also, what, can I say one thing? Cynthia Nixon would have made a terrible governor? mayor. She Governor? Yeah, she ran governor for governor? It's like, governor of the state. It's like, you couldn't even see this script and advocate <laughs> for yourself. You couldn't even have power on, on the... With the cast and crew and writers. I think I understand what you're saying, but I feel like all of her concentrated energy went into running for governor. And then when that didn't happen, it was like, okay, Path of Least Resistance is back, baby. I don't need to see these scripts. I'll show up on set and do it on the day. But no no leadership. No leadership. Such a funny angle to me that you couldn't even lobby Sarah Jessica Parker successfully. (laughs) (laughs) How do you think your chances will be against Congress? Yeah. Who you just named, um, were they your series or episode best worst? I think that was series. Maybe ep- in the episode, I do think Hari Neff was the only, like, shining light. It's read by Jean. Um, yes. And then least favorite would have to be Miranda and her f- just idiot, bad mom, bad friend, 
that just a bad person. It's crazy. Yeah. My my favorite. I do like that she's dyed her hair red again. <laughs> that was a nice. That was that was a yeah. That was nice. I guess I don't know. Yeah. And then to like she looks. To, she does to look use Brady as an audience surrogate. You see, I did something. Yeah. So I agree with your your favorite choice, Rabbi Jen. Outstanding. Mm. Yeah. Really funny. Really also like mm. the performance was fun and the characters really fun. I like the level of investment that Rabbi Jen has in this. They mitzvah, as they call it. It's sort of like, yeah, I'll do my best, but also this is a fucking insane situation that I'm not taking responsibility for. Like that level of engagement in life is really admirable. Yeah. And there was just a, a, yes. a fantastic energy exuding from Rabbi Jen. And then my least favorite, um, conversely, and just for the sake of uh, changing it from one of the people I've been cycling through as a, frust- a source of frustration on the season would probably be Rock, just for the way that they, the entitled way in which they spurned this like event that Charlotte and you know Charlotte and Runkle they're not perfect parents, but they are doing their best. And you know, yeah. as a thirteen-year-old, I understand that life is challenging and that Rock is having some questions about their own identity. But meet them like meet them a little bit of the way. You got to go further than one percent, which is just putting your head down in video gaming until the moment, and then. You know, it just – it bothered me. Well, Anthony had – Well, this we are. This take, a, I think. A, but Anthony had little um, – you know, he had his bread men wearing rainbow – Yarmulkes. Um, yeah. Yarmulkes. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that, that is effort yeah. on a minute level. Yeah. That is small details being made by everyone in your <laughs> life and you can't be fucked <laughs> sitting up straight. Rocky's always <laughs> – Slumping in a fucking <laughs> sit we, up. We are eighty and t- pay attention. I don't care. I don't care. That's a you know what growing up is realizing you're not important and there's just some things that are, are true about life. I um I don't know how anyone could disagree with uh, Becky's selection. I think. Although Rabbi Jen, mm. yeah, Rabbi Jen and Miranda, like I, you know, that's firmly locked in for me. There's no more yeah. to be said about that. It's just watch the episode itself. And did, did Brady also just quickly? Did Brady um was he told that his mum is off to fucking? Brady's checked out. Brady doesn't care about what Miranda does anymore. Brady is chasing yeah. tail. Miranda's looking out for Miranda, <laughs> and Brady's looking right. out for so Brady. He and I believe that there's Steve. a divorce. He does know. Because right. when they, were, I would love to have seen that. Wait, did they have that conversation in the no, show? No, but we it was sort of suggest. We know that the dynamics change because Brady and Steve show up to paint that. Yeah, I. But that conversation would have been worthwhile. No, like too difficult for the AI to write. Going back to what we were saying, what's interesting in characters' flaws? What's interesting on screen mm. in terms of like moments, conflict? Give me a yeah. mother who has broken up her marriage with the the child's father of decades yeah. to pursue a um a queer relationship for the first time ever like that's something i want to see recently. with a comedian yeah with a comedian like <laughs> Most the, pertinently. A, you know it's just like it's not gonna end well like yeah look into your son's eyes and like break his heart although and let us in i, I do i have to kind of <laughs> let us watch. i have to check myself a little bit because i have said so many times through the series that my uh, mattress pike king is just 
dealing with all of these issues that he has no kind of understanding or can gra- capability to grapple with. So this might fall into that totally. camp. Is it called well. Move Fast, Make Mistakes? Good on you, Mattress Pinecliff. Yeah, Silicon Valley of I also I also writing. like that um I just remembered as well before we sign off it's a piece of miscellaneous, but that like Carrie's big break or breakthrough in this episode is she gets scattered to host a podcast. I know that there's money in podcasting, but like 10 episodes, and at the end of it, it's like, hey, Carrie, you got what it takes oh, to be a podcast host. Jesus Christ. I know. She was famous, like in the, not famous, but in the original series, you know, like she was a, a woman about town, which is not easy to do in New York City to be like a who's who. You know, she had clout. People would often be like, oh, I'm such a big fan. Yeah. Why is she so... <laughs> Why does no one recognize her you know, on the street if, anymore? Or any, it's like she's invisible. Is, she might not exist. You might be right. She <laughs> might be wasn't what we were putting forward, but I like that too. I really like the. F- well, you know, like yeah. she, maybe she died. Oh God! And all of this has been a huge hallucination. Like Seema, everything. But you could and Big's still alive. This was the gas leak season <laughs> of Sex and yeah. the City. <laughs> yeah, it actually was a gas leak. <laughs> You could see Carrie Star on the Wayne and Sex and the City too at the big gay wedding when those fans meet and go, I'm a huge fan. When are you going to have kids? And goes, I'm not going to have kids. And her big fans are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're not having children. <laughs> All right. Well, this is, um, I think, been uh, our longest episode, and rightly so. It's not every day we get Becky Lucas on the pod. So, Becky, can you please plug your own podcast? Um, yes. <laughs> Guns I... in your fucking head. <laughs> I really don't want to... Um disclose that right now um i have a podcast called the becky and cam hotline and people call up and we offer advice it's you know sometimes silly sometimes genuine and it's um yeah it's cool it sounds <laughs> actually we should get you guys on during melbourne i would love that yeah. i'm not you coming gonna be guys i, I, oh, I will physically coming. be there i've got a child Sweet. now becky i can't risk my infant son with covid oh. going around and you're doing a comedy show in melbourne I am. It's called So Funny. Good good title. It's great. Who is the So Funny referring to? <laughs> Me. I'm going to be so funny. Oh. Depending on what night you come. Sometimes I'll <laughs> Sometimes I'll fall. Sometimes I'll be mean and aggressive. <laughs> Okay, well, that's a gamble I'd love to take. I'm on the precipice of passing out from the um, heat exhaustion in this room. Yeah, it's been such a pleasure as it always is talking to you, Becky. Thanks for coming on the pod. (laughs) Um, Thanks, guys. It's so nice to see you. Um, Thank you for being on this journey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, perfect. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.